It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys be bringing back a former star to help their playoff run? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to talk about some of our all 22 notes from the Cowboys' win over the Lions. But, Landon, it's been a couple days since you and I talked. We recorded on Sunday afternoon during the 1 o'clock games. Some stuff has happened yeah. <laughs> since then. Uh, let, let's start with the Eagles because we have to, right? Let's do start with the Eagles just to kind of make this day so nice. Just to pull back the curtains a little bit. So Lane and I were recording around halftime of the Eagles Cardinals game when we did our post game show, the Cowboys. And I told Lane, I said, Hey, the Cardinals are hanging around a little bit in this game. And you were shocked. Not I, I was the, shocked because I had walked away from the game at yes. that point because I was just like, ah, this this doesn't look like this is happening. Not only did the the Cardinals hang around, but they upset the Eagles in Philadelphia, which means the Cowboys. All they have to do now is win against the Commanders in Week 18 and the NFC East, and the number two seed is theirs. Well, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? I mean, <laughs> we we can do a whole podcast on this. First of all, if you haven't seen it, please go onto YouTube and check out my Locked On Now at the moment. I realize this is happening. I was live from inside my daughter's tent uh, as we were having a tea party. So uh, I definitely uh, made sure that she got a cameo in there. So definitely go in there and say hi. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the first thing I thought was, Man, think about all the hand-wringing that was done over the losses over the Bills and Dolphins games that when it, they ended up literally meaning nothing, especially you know, game, especially, yeah, especially the Dolphins game. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, for us, it's like you, you, you finally got the ball to bounce the right way. Now you got to take advantage of it the, for the Eagles. I mean, they're just a team in complete free fall right now. I mean, to lose to Arizona on the road the way they did after being up by more than two touchdowns at one point, uh, it's 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 disaster. You know, there's been talk from Josina Anderson, whispers on, on Twitter about some big movements happening, surprising big movements happening in, uh, uh, in the NFC East. Obviously, Washington wouldn't be a surprise firing. Maybe it's New York, but there's there's been a lot of thoughts that it's it's something involved in Philadelphia, and, and you have to think 
man, that seems outrageous. They were in the Super Bowl last year. But the truth of the matter is, is that they, and I, I still can't get over it every single time I've repeated it to people. They are one in four in December. They have lost four of their last five games. Uh, that's historically a bad collapse. And the only game they won was against the Giants and a game they very well could have lost at home. That's right. And it's like, you know, I think a lot of, again, I would love for all the Cowboys fans, all the everydayers, especially, right? I want you to preserve in amber how you feel about this right now and how completely unlikely any of this was when the month of December started. This was an unrealistic scenario. I think the percentages were down to like something like they were like five or ten percent, I think. Like it was, it was way down to the chances the Cowboys would win the NFC East, and guess what? It did happen. So this, I think, if anything, is is the the ultimate case that you know the NFL is completely unpredictable. Well, that's why you have to continue to stack wins because you just never know what's going to happen. I, I know from our friends at FanDuel, like three weeks ago, it might have been. I think it was two weeks ago. The Cowboys were plus eight seventy five to win the NFC East. And the last time I checked, which was yesterday, the Cowboys are minus 1,500 to win the NFC East. Now going into week 18 for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Cowboys are huge favorites over the Commanders. We'll talk about that later in the week. Yep. Yep. But also, <laughs> the, the Eagles have to go play in New York. And Nick Sirianni just said a couple of days ago, like, hey, we haven't decided whether we're going to play starters or not. Like, there's not a lot for us to do here. Like, I mean, even if they do, like, you know, they almost exactly. lost to the Giants in Philly. They did lose to the Cardinals. I mean, and the Giants played a really tough game against a Rams team that has been playing well lately. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I was Nick Sirianni, honestly. Nah. I, I mean, I, I, it's, it's easy for us to come in here and, like, make fun of him for, like, you know, sitting the starters when it's not all said and done. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. You got to do something. You got to. Well, do something I, to I, I think the fear is up. that the fear is that you're probably going to have to play on the road next week, anyways. Do you really want some of your older players like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham to have even more snaps on their body in a game that might end up being being meaningless for them, anyways? That's for them to figure out, not for us. We've got yeah, some other news, uh, Landon, to talk about. Yeah. Uh, one of the most shocking things I've seen for the Cowboys in a while, Lyle Collins. And Damian Wilson are in Dallas today working out for the Cowboys. I mean, <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, let's, I mean, honestly, it's easy for us to lump these two together because it, it's it's similar sort of situations. But I would same argue draft, that, right? well, yeah, same draft. Yeah. I would argue that Lael Collins' situation is way more surprising than, da- Don, uh, than Damian Wilson. This is going to be a problem we're going to have in this, in this <laughs> podcast. I'm already telling you right now, Marcus. Damian Wilson coming back. You know, look, he went off to Kansas City, won a Super Bowl with him. Congratulations. Played pretty well. Uh, was a starter next to another Cowboys legend, Anthony Hitchens, over there. Um, He's not and, working out for the team, by the way. No. He, I, as far as we know so far, uh, who knows? He may have just come, tagged along in Damian's car on uh, the way to the Frisco. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's surprising. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much football he has left in him. The 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 Lael Collins one is like, I mean, it just feels like that that bridges had been burnt, you know, and that like, and and that there had been hurt feelings and 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 things that you know kind of weren't gonna be able to kind of easily be revived. And, and I have to imagine that a huge component of this is twofold: is a Lael lives in Dallas, and so yeah. that's it's easy to kind of get him in and and see where he's at, and be 
his best one of his best friends is the quarterback of the team. So you know, Dak needs a fishing partner, and so uh, you know, I, I think I think that's that's something that I mean, not, I don't mean that literally, but I mean, I think the fact is that that, that since Dak is is friendly with him, put in probably a good word. This coaching staff doesn't really have very much experience with him you know, if you think about it you know certainly not positive experience uh so i think it, you know it's 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 an interesting thought process i i have to believe that it has everything to do with with what's going on with tyler smith and the hope that you could get a little, some snaps at left guard and potentially tackle yep, uh, from Lyle collins uh but it, it's it certainly was surprising news and and, and when, when they announced it and, and that he was getting a workout I, I kind of read through it quickly and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's getting a workout. And I didn't see it was for the Cowboys. And then it just kind of kept on popping up in the timeline. I was like, oh, wait, he's he's working out for the Cowboys? It was, it really was very surprising, to be honest. A couple of things really quickly on Lyle before we move on. You mentioned the position flexibility. I think that's really intriguing for the Cowboys. If you if you want to have somebody that can play, potentially give you play left guard and give you some size, I think Collins helps there. It's also important to remember that he tore his ACL, I believe it was, at the end of the 2022 season. So maybe now that we're full, you know, 12 months removed, maybe he is just healthier, and that's why he didn't yeah. get any uh, offers and any of that kind of stuff. So another thing to keep in mind. There's also, if you read the Tom Pelissero report, it's that <laughs> the Cowboys are looking at bringing him in as a practice squad guy, which means they could sign him to the practice squad. Obviously, he wouldn't play this week but they would have the three elevations in the playoffs if you would need it. So that way you wouldn't have to cut somebody like TJ Bass. So you like long-term, but you might not like in a playoff game against the 49ers or the Lions or who whatever. I don't know if I would like Lyle Collins in those games either, but at least it's somebody who is a veteran, who's been in playoff games, who has a lot of size and strength. It's really a no-risk option here. Yeah, and it gives you options. I think that's the key thing, right? Is that you're not relying on only Lael Collins to come in and play left guard. You've already got TJ Bass, and that's if Tyler Smith can't play, right? So, uh, yeah, I think this is more about just providing depth for a situation that has become a little bit less stable since uh, Tyler's situation. Um, you know, because even even if Tyler does play, let's say he gets into the game and he just can't do it, right? Like yep. you need TJ yep. Bass, and then and then at that point you need somebody to be his backup in case something happens to DJ Bass. So. Uh, it makes some sense. It's just the name is very surprising and shocking. I think more than anything, I, I, and I, I would point honest, out the fight. Yeah, go ahead. If they, if they, if the report was that the Cowboys were bringing in Rolando McLean, like for a workout, well, that would have been less surprising to me than Lyle Collins. It should be because Rolando McLean is who they should be bringing in. I, I will, I'll, I'll, I digress on that, but I did think it was funny. I mean, you pointed it out that they mentioned, uh, uh, you know, playing, getting into playing shape. You know, that's we're, yeah, that's an issue with Lyle Collins. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whether or not he's in playing shape now or whether he needs to get into playing shape, uh, uh, it, it may be a while before he's in, you know, ready to go shape. There was a video that was released like two months ago. I'm not going to say who reported it or whatever, but there was like a workout video of Lyle Collins where there was a lot of just like sitting down wiping a towel across his face like that's i, I think, think we're, that. yeah yeah we're, like i think we, hype video i wouldn't be surprised if lyle's gonna need a lot of time to get ready and maybe this is more of a future thing too where the cowboys maybe. bring him in and let's see if he can get healthy and by 2024 maybe there's a situation that opens up but we've got a lot of other things to talk about especially yeah. from this wild cowboy lions game on saturday night we will get to that next 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 150 bonus dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub and check out the most popular parlays on the site and so much more. You can still go bet on the futures market. You can bet on where everybody's going to line up in terms of the seating, how far everybody's going to get into the playoffs. It's absolutely incredible. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lotdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lotdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, later, let's talk about some stars from the Cowboys' win over the Lions. Uh, you and I both want to talk about Donovan Wilson, but what did you see on the tape? I just, you know, he, he looks healthier, I, I think. You know, it just looks back to kind of what we're used to seeing. He was all over the place. I mean, he was in the box making plays, hard tackling. I, you know, I think the thing that, that really kind of showed me or that I felt like I hadn't seen from him in a while was kind of that those striking tackles in which he just flings guys to the ground once he, once he attaches to them. And then, like, that's the kind of – signature Donovan Wilson hit that like it felt like had been missing at certain points in this year. I mean, just to remind everyone, he had had a calf injury that had kept him out of basically all of training camp. He came back, I think, you know, a couple weeks into the season mm-hmm. and it just felt like it was a very slow start for him. He just didn't seem the same kind of dynamic player that he was. That wasn't the problem against Detroit. You know, he was all over the place as a run defender, uh, striking, taking on line linemen and, and, and discarding them and getting into the hole to make tackles. He was uh, making plays as a pass defender in the back end. I, I, I'm thinking specifically of that goal line play where he mm-hmm. uh, had a pass defense and almost had an interception. Um you know, he just there were just and then, you know, obviously just a couple of different plays out in the flat and in and, and, and the back end of coverage when he's right, when he's comfortable and, and he's healthy, like having that level of kind of versatile playmaker, um, you know, it, it's it's like it's like having hooker hooker is like this really steady presence. who can do a little bit of everything. He's just solid, you know, all the time, whereas as uh, Wilson, when he's healthy, he isn't quite as solid as Hooker, but he is volatile in a positive and negative way. And and I think what we saw was a lot of that positive volatility happening, where he's you know mixing it up. He's being a physical presence. He's being uh, a useful uh, pass defender. 
Uh, and then on top of that, he's making plays. He's, he's, you know, he's driving the ball out of the hands. He's, you know, taking the uh, defender, taking ball carries down with mm-hmm. authority and, and setting the tone for the defense. We need more of this. We need more of this Donovan Wilson moving forward. Uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, as we you know, get further and further away from that calf injury, he starts feeling more and more comfortable. So I, I've got this notebook of like things I just jot down uh, throughout the games. And I thought he played his best game of the season against Philadelphia like three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And then he played the two games against Buffalo and Miami on the road. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be dramatic but i thought he might have been their worst defender in those two games yeah just did not he play really in the marquis yeah they really struggled and then in this game he was their best secondary player it, it's i don't know if it's a home away split where he's just so much better at I home was, than he is on the road i looked at but, that too but he had a couple of good really good away games earlier in the, he, in the middle of the season too so he did it this is just a different donovan wilson and you can feel it in the defense when he's healthy and playing well they yeah. just have a little bit different of an edge uh, when he's flying all over the field. The other guy that's kind of the same way is Jordan Lewis, who we, yeah. we can talk about Jordan Lewis now mm-hmm. easily. The best Jordan Lewis game that I've seen from him this season, I think you would agree. Um, it just felt like he had such a beat on what Detroit was trying to do. He was jumping screens. He was uh, making tackles. When Wilson and Lewis are playing this kind of football, their defense can be as good as any other team in the league. Yeah, I mean, like, again, let's talk about who we were playing. This is one of the best offenses in all of football. Again, the best play designer maybe in all of football at this point, you know, or at least one of them outside of Kyle Shanahan, right? And uh, this is an offense that I- I'm pretty sure was tied with San Francisco uh, with the most 20-yard plays uh, coming into this game. So this is, you know, this isn't a joke, and this defense – you know, limited them to 19 points. And and I think you, you mentioned it, it. You don't do that just if your superstars are playing well. You know, just mm-hmm. if it's Micah Parsons or John, uh, or uh, D-Law. We'll talk about D-Law in a bit, for God's sakes. My, yeah, he has to have his own game. segment. What a good, what a play. What a game, I mean. Uh, but but J- Jordan, I you know, I just felt like physical, uh, you know, making tackles on the edge. I also thought, look, Deron Bland didn't have a, a – a, a superb coverage game, but he was incredibly solid as a tackler, made several key tacklers. The tackling on the edge was very good in this game. But back to Jordan Lewis, I, I really loved the on the interception. He saw it the whole way. Like you saw, oh, you yeah. saw the Wilson Williamson coming across the formation, or is Jameson Williams Jameson coming across Williams, the formation? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, as a as a motion guy, uh, Lewis recognizes immediately, and then when Williams turns backfield instead of upfield like you would normally like you're coming out in a route lewis immediately recognized what was happening and didn't hesitate a second pulled the trigger beat uh beat the ball to the spot and and then was able to get the interception you know when when, when he's able to kind of play free and 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 let his uh you know tape the study and his knowledge and his you know, instincts kind of take hold. Jordan Lewis is a very, very good slot corner. And he is, is, is really good, especially at being physical, mixing it up on the edge, destroying screens. You know, those are all things that Jordan Lewis really, really, really thrives yep. at. And if you look forward to the playoffs, there's three teams that are the most likely the Cowboys are going to play yep. in the playoffs. Number one is green Bay. Number two is the Rams, or the Rams, and number three is Tampa Bay, if the Cowboys would happen to lose. All three of those teams use three or more wide receivers, which means Jordan Lewis is going to be on the field a bunch. 
they're going to need this version of Jordan Lewis to get past those three teams. Uh, and then even looking forward, if the Cowboys were happened to, to win the first round of the playoffs, you know, whether you play Detroit in round two or the Rams in round two, like you're going to have to play some teams that have some really good slot receivers. I don't know if Jordan Lewis can repeat this performance because it's unbelievable, <laughs> but to me, it's the tackling. Like, yeah. He was such a good tackler in this game, and that's what the Cowboys need to be a better run defense team is to have your corners and your safeties just don't miss tackles when you when you need to make them. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's a big note to mention overall. It just feels like it, it was a little bit better last week, but the Buffalo game was a low point for tackling on the oh, defense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like this was a, a, a true return to form. You know, I think, they, like I said, they were working back. They weren't bad last week. It was certainly better than it was the previous week in Buffalo. And this week, it was definitely more what we expect. Well, I talked about Bland. You mentioned Lewis. I mean, obviously, Wilson had an, an incredible tackling game as well. So there were definitely still some missed tackles. It's going to happen with some of these great these great players on that offense. Uh, but, you know, I, I think for the most part, they got what they needed to do. They were able to stop teams short. Uh, it, you didn't see a bunch of situations where – a six yard or four yard gain turned into a no. six yard gain or that sort of thing. So uh, it, it, they, they certainly seem to clean things up on the tackling side, especially uh, in the secondary. All right. We need to have a conversation about Demarcus Lawrence because yet again, he had another huge game. We will get to him next. This episode is brought to you by price picks. Price picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun that I've had playing DFS because there's just so many different players and stat projections to choose from. Plus, Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to PricePicks.com/lockedonNFL and use promo code LockedonNFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Everydayers, on tomorrow's show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions, so make sure you send them into us at Marcus underscore Mosier, at McCoolBCB. But let's take the next five minutes to talk about Demarcus Lawrence because yet again, whenever the Cowboys needed a big play, it was Demarcus Lawrence. I, what a season Lawrence is having here! Was this year nine, year ten? Yep, year nine. Uh, I, I just it's it seems like exaggeration now. We, we talk about it all the time, and he is just 
he, he can't stop making these kind of key plays at especially it seems to be especially at these kind of short yardage oh yeah right it, it just seems like he really is uh uh so well studied and well versed in what each team specifically is looking to do in short yardage situations and so he has a good idea of how the offensive linemen offensive linemen want to attack him and, and you know here's the thing marcus is that it's not even just like he's always on the edge they move him around they put him inside you know and and no matter where it is he when the snap comes he knows exactly what he's doing he appears to know exactly what the offensive lineman across from him is doing uh and then the way the result of it is that he fires out of his snap does whatever you know move he's going to do to get your hands off of him and then by the time he's done he's in the backfield so quick that the ball carrier has probably just gotten the ball and sometimes it feels like he's going to get the ball before the ball carrier and so there's just the results are you've seen now like four or five different plays where and honestly they're littered throughout the season where it's third and three or it's fourth and two or it's third and one and it feels like they're gonna an inevitable conversion and suddenly demarc or you know honestly it happens even on second down like a second and short right And, and it feels like they're gonna convert suddenly demarcus lawrence uh, hits hits the running back four yards behind the line of scrimmage, and now it's third and five, or it's it's a turnover because it's a fourth down, or it's it's a third and long, and, and or now it's fourth and they got a punt. There's just so many different times that Demarcus Lawrence has made the play that has ended the drive, uh, and it's not maybe maybe it's not you know a turnover or maybe it's not uh, uh, you know a, a specific splash play. Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of what we're talking about, it's an enormous play. It's an enormous play. And that's what it feels like Demarcus Lawrence does better than anybody else. He uses his hand technique and his savvy to defeat blocks that he knows are coming at key moments in the game and then creates the big negative play that the defense needs to stiffen up and eliminate the drive. And it just feels like he does this over and over and over again. And Cowboys fans should just be over the moon with this guy right now. One of the stats that I saw this morning that I thought was shocking is so it's not shocking to learn that DeMarcus Lawrence leads the Cowboys in run stops. He has 29 of them. (laughs) Not not surprising. He's done it on 209 run snaps. That's incredible. I mean, the the rate at which he's getting a stop is absolutely unbelievable. He has less than 600 snaps on the season that he's played. There's been years before where we don't even get to Thanksgiving. He needs already over 600 snaps. The Cowboys have done a great job of managing his snaps, keeping him fresh. And then he just seems to rise up whenever the Cowboys need him. And he's got this really cool thing that he does in these short yarded situations where like right before the snap, like I'm talking like right before the snap, he's switching kind of where he's at. Like he's just he kind of shooting. Gaps. He yep. shifts gaps and he's able to cross the offensive lineman's face so quickly and get into the backfield. And then on top of that, he's giving you a lot as a pass rusher as well. It's, it's unbelievable how many like game winning players, not game winning plays, but you know what I mean? Like changing yeah. plays that he makes seemingly every week that kind of go unnoticed because it's, just the Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. And, and, and it just, you know, just a game changer, you know, and I think game winning is fair. I, I, I don't, you know, maybe not literally in the sense that this is a go ahead play, but in the sense that, you know, what it takes to win a game 
as plays like what Demarcus Lawrence provides, yeah. you know, throughout this provided throughout the season. So uh, I can't say enough of him, guys. If, I mean, if you need more convincing, again, go hit up John Owning. He's been uh, prophesizing this for you know for years. Uh, look, I think that Lawrence has had a career that's been kind of wavering here and there because of contract stuff and and how people get stupid about how they feel about players when players sign big contracts but demarcus lawrence is the i, I don't know like he, he if he isn't the complete uh, mascot of this team like i mean oh, yeah. the, the veteran guy that you love to love who is just gritty and and makes the plays and is selfless and i i, I just don't understand how you love the cowboys and you don't love demarcus lawrence it's why I want them to win the division so bad because guys like Demarcus Lawrence and those guys, I mean, and Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, Tyron who, Smith and- who've all battled this year through injuries, have been on this team for a while to to win twelve games, win the division. Uh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but that means something. Mike McCarthy always yeah. talks about how your first goal is get into the playoffs, second goal win the division. Uh, I I think it would be really cool if they could do it for players like Tank, for Zach Martin, for Tyron Smith. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Again, on tomorrow's show, we're answering your Twitter questions. On Thursday, we've got our crossover show with Lockdown Commanders. Friday, we will get you ready for the final regular season game of the year. Make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Make sure you're following Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.